Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 541 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special part two with Ross Levitin and Brandon Pillar of Locked On Ottawa Senators. We teamed up for a special post-game crossover episode after the Rangers defeated the Senators 2-1 to on Sunday night. I guess kind of Sunday night. It was a 5 p.m. start time, so kind of an odd start time. But uh, regardless, you know, we talked quite a bit about the game and just everything going on with the Rangers and the Senators. And uh, this is part two of our conversation right here, right now. Enjoy. Something, you know, turning our attention back to the game here tonight. Uh, what were you guys thinking as Igor Shesterkin, you know, fishes the puck out from behind the net and uh, shoots it down the rink there and misses by just a couple of inches? John, both Ross and I uh, played goalie growing up, so we touted ourselves as a hashtag goalie-friendly show. I love seeing goalie goals, but not against the Ottawa Senators. So <laughs> when he missed that by inches, I let out a big sigh of relief because that would be something that our fans would be like, hey, you guys are goalie-friendly show. you got to love this. But you don't want to see it happen against your own team. So I was kind of glad that he missed there, although we mentioned it earlier. It felt like the stars aligned for Igor Shosturkin to take that shot, and I don't think his teammates are too upset when you miss by only a matter of a couple inches from behind your own net. Like, you cannot shoot farther. You can't get a longer <laughs> goal than that, yeah. and when you have a glove and a blocker and an awkward goalie stick to achieve that would be something great, but I, I'm sorry. I'm glad it didn't happen. Can we get some stick taps to Pilsy for using inches, knowing his audience in the U.S. market there? <laughs> wow, I was going to say a few millimeters off, and Pilsy no, pulls inches. out inches. I love that, and I also love throwing trivia questions at Pilsy. So I'm going to throw it at both of you, and maybe you already know this, John, but how many New York Rangers goalies have scored a goal in NHL history? I don't really know of one off the top of my head. So I'm thinking it's either zero or one, but for, for some reason, I think it's oh, zero, okay. Yeah. zero. Okay. Zero. I was going to say Richter came to mind for me, but guess I, not. I feel like by now I, I, I would have, they would have talked about it on the broadcast or yeah. seen, like, yes, they would have something like, yeah. but yeah, no, as soon as you said that, I was like, I don't think it's ever happened. So, um, but it's Henry Lugvis had 27 assists though. We got to get some Ooh. credit for that. That's hey, I mean, props for that. But, uh, it's funny, like, we talked about this on your live show, too, but I want to get it on here, too, because, um, you know, Igor Shesterkin, I, I've been saying on my podcast that I think he's going to get a goal before it's all said and done. And I was doing my predictions going into the second half of the season, and I said, like, dude, Igor Shesterkin's going to score a goal this season. So yeah. I was jumping out of my couch and, like, <laughs> oh, my God, there it is, like, a Bills week later. Imagine but, we could predict that kind of stuff. We're like, hey, he might have, like, a few good games. We can't even predict our second power play unit scoring a goal this season, let alone the goddamn goalie. So that's off to you, John. Yeah. I might have had to uh, retire at that point because I'm not going to do anything better than that. You know? uh, Absolutely. No better prediction than that. Especially yeah. that quickly, man. But, hey, that was an entertaining game for, like, a Sunday yep. afternoon, sleepy crowd. And just if, if Rangers fans in New York are like, what the hell, like, fold the team, like, there's some there's some stuff going on in Ottawa right now politically yeah. that uh, the city's a little on edge to say the least. So hey, it yeah. makes sense why there's not a huge crowd tonight. Only allowed back in the building at fifty percent as of Friday. So they had the game Saturday and then Sunday. Been a snowstorm as well. Not to make excuses, but as of March first, 
full capacity. And I'm hopeful that these young senators are going to attract more crowd because there hasn't been a whole lot recently, but I mean, Rangers fans got to see Sens fans at, at full volume during that playoff run. They filled that building for sure during that game. And man, like has Nick Holden always been a fan favorite? Cause he's really jumping on here with the fans a whole lot. Like they love him in the locker room. He seems like a perfect leader. And I know he had some of his best offensive years with the Rangers. Um, yeah, I honestly, to be completely honest about this, I think he was only with the Rangers for two seasons and toward the end, not necessarily me, but I know a lot of Ranger fans were kind of getting tired of him. I think his last year, um, with the Rangers, he didn't really do so great in the playoffs Had a couple of miscues that cost them. Um, and you know how it is, you know, sometimes when, uh, I mean, I don't know for sure if this was the case back then, but a lot of times when you have like a veteran journeyman, defenseman forward whoever it might be and you've got some prospect leading the yeah. leading the wings the fans kind of tend to direct their ire toward the veteran journey man they're like get this guy out of here and let's let's bring in the kid but um yeah i mean he was fine i, I thought you know it was for a bottom uh bottom two pairing I, I thought he did fine for the rangers while he was there yeah it's interesting because he's kind of found a home as a shutdown defenseman now for ottawa he's going up against every team's top pair and yeah i'm seeing now he only played that year and a half but that first year still 34 points that was a career high for him at the yeah. time so now he seems like an offensive juggernaut now 10 points his last 17 games he only had one in his first 20 so maybe that that first half of the year was what rangers fans got to see in the second half but i thought that was an interesting connection few players who played for both teams. Marion Gabrick comes to mind. Obviously, we talked about Zabanjad and Broussard as well. So, hey, the Rangers are a team that at betonline.net, I find myself putting some uh, some shekels on them more I, often than not. Ross, I literally put a futures on them tonight to win the cup because the odds are great. Check out betonline.net. And I looked at this team and I was like, up front, they've got everything. They've got depth. They've got a superstar. they got a Norris-winning uh, defenseman. They've got depth on defense. They've got a goalie. They've got the coach. So I was like, everything looks good here. I'm going to go for it. What are the odds? You remember? It was like plus 1,600 somewhere around there. All right, so I'll join not you. bad. Yeah. I'll join you. Hey, John invites us on the show. We both hammer the Rangers. The <laughs> That's how yeah. it works around here. We're, we're suckers. Yeah. yeah. We'll um, pander to the fans. I don't have a problem with that. Let's go. I will say this, like, I don't know if they're going to win the cup this year, but the, the moment that this team really becomes scary and really becomes a bonafide contender is when you see a big jump. And I've talked about this on my show, but Lafreniere, big jump from him, yes. big jump from Capo Caco, big jump from Philip Hedl, who's also a former first rounder. And you could maybe even throw Gautier in there too. But I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen with him, but, and he wasn't drafted by the Rangers. He was drafted by the Canes. But with some of these former first rounders, if and when they, you know, take a big jump forward, that's when uh, the Rangers are in business. Just want to take a minute to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers and Locked On Ottawa Senators is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, and just wanted to thank everybody for making Locked On New York Rangers and Locked On Ottawa Senators your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. How did you guys steal, or sorry, maybe this is the opposite way. How do you feel, not steal, how do you feel about losing Buchnevich? Because you're talking about needing a scoring winger. Hmm. I feel like, isn't he that? Yeah, no, that was a tough one, man. It's one of those things, and this is how I continue to, to describe it on my podcast, is that, you know, it's not my favorite thing the Rangers have ever done, but I can at least understand where they were coming from there. Yeah. Um, they didn't feel like they were going to be able to pay Pavel Buchnevich. I believe he ended up getting $5.8 million per season and then extend guys like Adam Fox, because of Banachad, you know, eventually Lafreniere, Kako are going to have to get paid. Igor got a contract extension. So to me, it was kind of a necessary evil. And they brought in Sammy Blay, who I thought was starting to kind of find his uh, groove a little bit. And then P.K. Subban Slew puts him and he's out for the season. So oh, shocker. N- nothing you can do about that. But uh, Subban yeah. gets booed in Ottawa still to this day from his days with the Montreal Canadiens back when they had their playoff rivalries in uh, two out of three years back then. But that's awful, man. I didn't realize he was out for the year from that. That's yeah, uh, it's rough. They had just nicknamed him Sammy the Bull. I mean, he had a nickname. We were we were off to the races. <laughs> um, yeah, John, I noticed him in that game early in the year, Ottawa and, and the Rangers. He was getting involved and getting in the mix. So, do you think he could be a guy where maybe you'll get the classic GM quote from Chris Drury? The best addition at the deadline is getting our guys back healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say that if it were not for the fact that he's out for the season. But, uh, but like, he, even in a playoff run, you don't think that he could make it back in, like, April? Well, or- I'm, like, 90% sure that it was a torn ACL. I, yeah, you know, that's... Torn, when it comes to hockey players, never say never. I mean, we saw sure. Arthur Lindblom come back, and obviously he went through a lot. Uh, nobody expected to see him back in the playoffs that season. So uh, he did the impossible. And, uh, again, never say never when it comes to hockey players. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll keep my fingers crossed there. But if things stay the way they are and it's not looking like he's going to be back, then I think a right winger is, you know, the, the appropriate target at the trade deadline for sure. John, here's a big Jake question. Who's more likely to play this season? Is it Sammy Blay or Chris Drury? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he could still put up a few points, man. He was a hell of a player in his day. Good hockey he was great, IQ. Man. He, he, he did a great job. You know, I, I think, you know, he was sort of on the back nine when he came to the Rangers. He didn't quite put up the numbers that he did in Buffalo, but just a really smart player and somebody that if you're in a playoff series, I mean, mark him down for, you know, almost a point per game. Basically. Oh yeah. Sense fans know that from 06. He also was on the receiving end of what started the biggest brawl. I'm sure even Rangers fans remember when Ray Emery fought Andrew Peters and it was a full on blind brawl. It was a Chris Neal hit on Chris Drury that started that whole thing. And that was absolutely insane, man. Then, I, but hey, all that to say, you need a little bit of scrappiness to to win games, and I think the Rangers have that. Like from an outsider's oh, perspective, yeah. watching the Rangers tonight, like people will chirp Ryan Reeves, call him a goon, say whatever. That guy can play, man. He forechecks yeah. like he's probably one of the best forecheckers in the NHL. I'm sure that defensemen when they're going back to get pucks, they look over oh, yeah. their shoulder like, "Oh, Ryan Reeves is coming." Uh oh. He's made a couple of like ridiculously good passes this season. He does surprise you every now and then. He's not. Yeah, they put yeah. up the thing in the on the game tonight. He's over 100 NHL points. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked. <laughs> and he doesn't play a lot of minutes either. So you know, but that, that fourth line for the Rangers has really made a difference this season. You know, to your point, they've become more physical. And the fourth line isn't just where guys who can't score play for the Rangers now. It's where okay, these are bona fide fourth line players. Uh, Kevin Rooney. 
Greg McKeg. Uh, Dryden Hunt was on the third line tonight. He plays on the fourth line a decent amount too. But of course, Reeves, you know, he's kind of the, the poster child for the fourth line for the Rangers there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any team, you ask any guy, and Ryan Reeves is the classic, like, you hate him when you're playing against him, you love him when he's on your team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's been a great influence on some of the, because he is, I think he's the oldest player on the team, and he's been a great influence, you know, just kind of in that big brother role for some of the, the young guys on the team for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, any any closing thoughts here, guys? Any, anything you want to throw out there about the game or otherwise? Well, I'm excited for April 9th, man. I think that the, the Rangers are a great measuring stick game for the Ottawa Senators, always based on the fact that they started the rebuilds at very similar times. And when you look at how the Rangers have transformed their team, I think they're a great kind of DNA to look at if you're the Ottawa Senators. So I watch the Rangers as much as I can. Them and the Minnesota Wild are probably the two teams where if I'm just sitting down and I'm sitting on the couch for a night, those are the games that I click to first because they always play an up-tempo brand of hockey. They've got the star, right? Kaprizov and Panarin are similar types of players. Yeah. And I love their game-breaking ability. And, and then maybe Erickson X a little bit of a step down from Zibanejad, but these like big centermen who can move around. Ottawa, I think, is still looking for that. Now, Josh Norris, a bit different type of centerman. Maybe a poor man's Austin Matthews, like a shot first, always looking to get pucks on net. But I just love watching the Rangers play. So I'm excited to, to follow Locked On Rangers throughout the rest of the year into the playoffs. And honestly, I'm not just saying this to Pander. I'm putting a little, a few shekels of bet online on the Rangers to win the cup because they're a fun team, man. And not only that, you must be excited that not only are they in win now, but we talked about some of their young talent. Like this is set up that if they're handled properly, they should be a competitive team over the next decade plus. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they were uh, coming into the season, the third youngest team in the NHL. And right now, I think they're a little bit, you know, quote unquote, ahead of schedule where, you know, they've kind of rounded into form a little bit quicker uh, than, you know, maybe what was anticipated. And they're doing all this again with without getting what you thought you were going to get from Lafreniere and Cackle. And they both had their moments. But again, you know, I mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. When those two guys really find that next level is when this team becomes, you know, scary to play against. I agree. Yeah. And looking at the Rangers, all I can say is I'm jealous of where you guys are because I would say the Rangers is essentially the blueprint the Senators are aiming for, right? Like they yeah. started the rebuild kind of similar times. Maybe the Senators should have put out a, a page in the Ottawa Sun uh, asking fans <laughs> to forgive them and to have patience because that seemed to work for the Rangers. Just instead, quickly before we wrap up. Instead, they said the proudest day of the franchise. trading away their best, trade the best player. player. Yeah, but <laughs> just quickly, I want to get your opinion. What was uh, your thoughts when you saw that page uh, in the paper there? Because that must have been quite alarming. And like, not a lot of teams have the balls to put themselves out there and say, look, are bad, but we've got a plan and it's going to work and it is working. Well, honestly, you just said it, man. Like I, that kind of honesty and openness with the fan base, especially, you know, dealing with New Yorker, you know, New York fans. And, you know, it, it can be a very demanding bunch, uh, whatever sport you want to go to. Yeah, um, especially I the like, Knicks, eh? Yeah, well, something to start with them. But, but um, yeah, no, I, honestly, I, I love the honesty. I, I was refreshing and it was like, okay, this is going to hurt for a little while, but if this is done right, it should pay off in a major way. And like you guys were saying, I mean, they're set up to, they're having a great season now and they should be set up. All their key guys are signed. So uh, they should be set up to, to be a very good team for a lot of years going forward. And if it ends with a Stanley cup, we don't get many of those. So I think everybody will be happy if we at least get one. I got a final question for you. And it's cause the, there were some rumors here in the off season that the Sens and Rangers might be looking to make a trade with each other. I know he's a pending UFA now. 
and not the type of player a team trades when they're going to make a run. But what kind of value do you think uh, Ryan Strom has going forward as a free agent or beyond? Yeah, I mean, he's currently making $4.5 million a season. He's definitely going to get a raise on that, whether it comes uh, either this season or you know from the Rangers or somebody else. Um, one thing that he definitely has working in his favor well, it's kind of two things, but he's very, very popular in the uh, locker room. He's an alternate captain. Granted, uh, the Rangers have six alternate captains right now. But, <laughs> but kind of waters down loves, that remark, eh? Yeah, yeah. But Artemi Panarin loves him. He loves playing with him. Obviously, those two click very well. You saw that tonight in tonight's game a little bit, uh, linking up for a couple of goals there. Um, and it's it's going to be tough. You know, if, he, if he'll take a little bit of a hometown discount, maybe like five and a half, five point seven, five million per season, I could see it happening. Um, What's that wants- get you in Manhattan? A two bedroom? <laughs> yeah, probably something about like that. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but I mean, he's I, a good I player, though. I, I know, I know some Ranger fans. He still has his naysayers because he's not the most physical center in the league. But I, I think even some of his naysayers, he started with them over a little bit because he's been a heck of a player since he's come over. And some of his best stretches have been actually when Panarin's been out of the lineup. So it, it'd be wrong to say that it's it's all because of Panarin why he's playing well. Interesting. Pilsy, do you think that the need is a lot less than it was last summer now that we know Stutzla can move over and play center? I think the need is definitely a lot less, uh, especially when you look at these injuries, right? Like Colin White, that's a guy that could play a Ryanstrom role, you're hoping. Maybe he doesn't live up to that, but Shane Pinto, that's another guy that could take that place. So I think definitely the need has changed. And if you're, you're the New York Rangers, that's not a guy you're going to be trading in season. No, no that's chance. for sure. No chance. No, no. That, that's one thing that will not happen. I don't know if they're going to extend him or not, but they're not going to trade him. Um, no. But you know, there were the, rumors last offseason, and Ottawa yes, was based hot. on yeah. that. No, I know. But, um, you know, obviously, Ranger fans, we went through this rebuild. It lasted a couple of years. Fans were mostly patient, I think. But that's going to be a real hard sell to, to the fan base. If they were to trade Ryan Strom before the deadline and the trade deadline comes and goes, and the Rangers are a weaker team, yeah, all bets are off and uh, locked up. <laughs> Locked on New York Rangers will be must-listen at that point. <laughs> hey, it's always must-listen, buddy, and it's great, great to jump on with you. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a blast, man. We, we First crossover for us, I think. I so. know. We need to do it again, yeah. man. April 9th when they play in New York, we'll jump on right after for sure. All right, once again, a big, big thanks to Ross Levitin and Brandon Piller from Locked On Ottawa Senators for teaming up for this special crossover edition here. We will definitely look to do this a little bit later in the season. I believe April 9th is the next next matchup between these two teams. And uh, yeah, I think uh, all three of us definitely looking forward to uh, teaming up for another crossover special. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, looking still to line up a guest to talk about Emil the Cat Francis. Obviously, he passed away uh, over the weekend at the age of 95. He was, uh, you know, a big-time fixture in Ranger hockey. He was a goalie for the team, uh, but he really made his mark as a coach and also the general manager. Led the Rangers out of basically the cellar of the NHL and uh, turned them into bona fide contenders. I don't want to say overnight, but it pretty much was overnight. You know, it was a pretty rapid turnaround once Francis became the coach, and uh, he's remained a member of the Rangers family ever since. He spoke at uh, some recent Hall of Fame inductions, or not Hall of Fame inductions, but rather uh, Jersey retirement ceremonies. Uh, Jean Rattel was one of them, and uh, there was one other. It escapes me right now, but you know, he's come back and he's he's spoken to the entire Madison Square Garden crowd. Well. In 
into his 90s, still had all of his wits about him, you know, whenever he would come back to the garden and talk to the fans. Uh, so obviously, he's going to be missed very, very much. And like I said, I'm looking to line up a guest uh, who actually wrote a book on that era of Rangers hockey when Francis was the uh, coach of the team. So I will do my best with that. Hopefully, we can make that happen. If not, though, you know, whether we get the guest or not, we'll definitely do an episode, probably in tomorrow's episode, where we, you know, really just kind of pay our respects to Emil Francis. Because obviously, uh, like I said, huge part of Ranger hockey and somebody that will definitely be missed. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steele Rodin and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.